I'm Andrew Maxim, and this is the Profitable Practice Podcast, made for practitioners who are ready to build a six-figure practice with a million-dollar impact that also lets you close your laptop and be present with your family anytime you want to. Together, we will challenge the antiquated ways of running a practice, we'll merge our brick and mortar online, and build, systemize, and grow as maximized practitioners. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another fabulous episode of the Profitable Practice Podcast. We are episode 169. We are getting so close to 200. It is crazy. And a lot of kind of exciting things have been going down in my world. And that's what prompted this episode is that the feeling you get when everything you have wanted to happen in your business is happening. And I talked about this, I think, last year that I had brought on a employee, ND, to take over my Caledonia practice and that I wanted to extend that to my second location. But there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of worry that comes on with doing it again, right? That rinse and repeat approach. And the other thing that I worried about was, would it be for just a year? They would kind of get the skills that they needed to understand how systems work, understand how a business can run solid and then leave because independent contractors, employees, they can pick up and go whenever they want to. And of course, that is a huge fear, especially from an employee perspective where the expenses are higher, right? It's not a percentage split. It's a salary that you pay out every bi-weekly or semi-monthly. And then of course, all the um, expenses involved with the government and employees. But anyways, I am so thankful that the universe literally brought in this alignment in a 48 hour period where I wasn't even thinking about it. I wasn't even looking for it. And then I just made that decision. You know what? I'm not working at my best. I am designed. I am so designed to be the business manager. I don't get the fulfillment from doing the one-on-ones as much as I used to. I think I've always known that I wasn't destined to continuously do one-on-one visits, but more create the marketing, create the messaging, be the face of the company, and then help other practitioners make continuous income, make a secured income while being mentored by working underneath me and doing the one-on-ones, which a lot of practitioners are amazing at. Like that is their wheelhouse. That is what they love. They love the research. They love going to the conferences. They love learning about all the new techniques and tools and the new way of treating certain conditions. And quite frankly, that just isn't where my wheelhouse is. And so when this all happened, and this happened almost a month ago where everything just kind of aligned, Now I'm at that place where I'm just like, oh my goodness, what I have been telling people that I wanted to do, how I wanted to show up in my business is actually happening. And it's all about manifestation and you just never know when the universe is going to show you the signs or open the doors and I was ready. And it just so happened that we found a really amazing fit 
to now take over my second and final brick and mortar location. And it's my job now to fill up their schedule and um, get uh, potential patients invested in our GAT protocol and our maximized health method. And in a way, I'm also so thankful that I get to help support these practitioners with mentorship, with financial security and all of that. So why this episode was so important for me to talk about is the more I think about being an employee, being a practitioner who is an employee, how saddened it makes me feel that this type of business model for practitioners is not really talked about in school. It's almost assumed that when you graduate, you are either going to be an independent sole proprietor working out of somebody else's practice, or you're the business owner and you own the building. Those are the only two options that people really talk about, at least at the school that I graduated from. And it is such an unfortunate conversation to leave out is that being an employee is not a failure. It is not the worst position that you could be in. It does in no way mean that you couldn't kick it as a business owner on your own. I think a lot of the struggles that you are probably having are because you are forcing yourself into the two molds that seem to be the only two molds that exist as a new graduate, as a licensed practitioner, and you are not born with entrepreneurial skills. It is not your wheelhouse. You don't want the pressure of spending, you know, 30 hours seeing patients or virtually or in office and then spending another 60 hours outside of the business just trying to make the business run, trying to learn how to do the marketing and the emailing and the social media posting and the videos and all of those things that I would say take way more time to do than the actual money that makes, or the actual time that makes direct money in office. And so the question I, I ask is if being an employee was equally as accepted, in air quotes, equally as accepted amongst our profession as being an independent contractor or a business owner, would it have made you change the approach you took to starting out your career as a practitioner, as a health and wellness practitioner? If you knew that by being an employee, you would get the inherent mentorship, that you would literally be able to show up, do your work within the hours that are allotted, go home and enjoy your life at home because the marketing, the messaging, the admin, the direct billing, the chasing after the outstanding payments is all being taken care of because that isn't your job. How would that have changed your trajectory? So often, I think people are forcing themselves into that entrepreneurial role because that is what success looks like or that's what it perceivedly looks like if you are running your business, running your practice, Therefore, you are doing what you're supposed to be doing as a practitioner. But if that were true, wouldn't that mean that every independent contractor would be successful? If it were true that 
running a business, running like actually owning the building and being the clinic owner was the true measure of absolute success that they are just rolling in the dough, that they have all the free time in the world, that they are crushing it. If that were true, don't you think every single business owner, every single brick and mortar owner would be millionaires by now? That isn't true. I know a ton of brick and mortar owners that are probably making less than their independent contractors. So what is it about employeeship that makes it seem like such a bad choice? And especially if you are a new graduate and you're listening to this, I think if you can get an employee job where you are guaranteed to make 20 or 30K in that first year, Plus, get all the mentorship. You get to observe how the clinic is being run. You still have autonomy in how you treat your patients, but everything else is being taken care of. I mean, I was in debt for the first four years of my career and massively in debt, like $15,000 every single month in debt. That if somebody were to offer me guaranteed money for even part-time work and I could do whatever I wanted to with the rest of the week to make more money on my own, there is no way I would have turned that down. But here are some of the automatic beliefs that come up whenever you bring up employees is when now there's an hourly um, an hourly rate associated with it. And you know, in let's say one hour of seeing a new patient, you would make 200, but as an employee, you make 25. Well, there's that automatic math that doesn't compute, right? But what you're not factoring in is all of the time to make that one hour appointment happen. The amount it costs to make the clinic open in that hour. There's so many expenses that are involved in running a business as a sole proprietor and especially as a brick and mortar owner that don't get factored into this hourly wage that people just scoff at. And I think it's really, really unfortunate. And the other thing is, is I believe that all contracts for employees should have areas where they can make more money, whether that be incentives or we have our online program that they automatically get an affiliate fee for of 50%. There's always going to be ways where they can make more money. And usually the employee contracts will have your um, continuing education paid for. They might even include some health insurance or a health stipend. There are so many more guarantees and expenses that are taken care of that I just don't think people are thinking about. And when you actually do your profit and loss, I would love to see what people are, are actually bringing home because I know when I talk to practitioners, the biggest thing that they struggle with is one, getting new people into their office, two, doing that consistently and having consistent flow of money, having that steady flow of money, and three, being profitable. And if you decide that you are not good at running a business, if you acknowledge that you are not good at being an entrepreneur, but you are an amazing practitioner, then why try to fit a square peg into a round hole? Why try to force something that is just not where you are good at? And if you're willing to learn, amazing. If you're willing to 
invest in what it takes to become a great entrepreneur, that's awesome. Then you obviously have some entrepreneurial spirit in you. Otherwise you wouldn't even entertain that idea. But if you feel like you are pushing this massive boulder up a hill and where that boulder is coming from is the admin, the marketing, the messaging, and all of this stuff that isn't really involved in the healthcare side of things, then maybe it's a time to look out for a position that will actually suit your wheelhouse, that will suit the magic that you can bring to it and gets rid of a lot of the headaches because this is the only life we are going to get. And while taking on another employee is scary AF, because I I even said to my husband, I'm like, why do I keep making more expenses for myself? But at the very next breath, I know I don't want my life to be about doing what I should be doing. I don't want it to be about staying safe. I don't want to feel like I am not meeting my potential. And I also only get one chance at this life at this particular time with my girls while they are little, while they still want to be around mommy, they want to be mommy, they want to snuggle with mommy on the couch. I only get one chance at this. And so I just wanted to kind of debate this a little bit. And I know that this is a total debate of one, but please DM me and tell me what you would prefer. Do you think employeeship is so bad? Would you prefer to be an independent contractor or a clinic owner and why? And I would also love to pose this question to you is how do you know what success actually looks like when it comes to being a health and wellness practitioner? Who defined what success looks like when we graduate? What is the absolute metric that is somewhere imprinted on the wall to be the absolute God-given truth of what a successful health and wellness practitioner looks like and what their role is and what it is that they're doing. I have yet to find anywhere where there's a clear quantifiable definition of what success is as a health and wellness practitioner. And so that is the final question that I'm gonna leave you with and I just want you to think about it and think about, am I forcing myself into a position because my belief was that this was the position that I needed to be in to prove to myself, to prove to my family, to prove to my friends that I am doing all of the right things? Or is it that if you're really being honest with yourself, you know that you are not doing what you are the most gifted at doing? You can be good at being an entrepreneur, but I bet you are more great at being a health and wellness healer. You could be good at doing one-on-one consultations and making people feel amazing and connecting with people, but you could also be great as a business manager. There is no fixed puzzle to what this journey is going to look like for you. And I don't want you to be forcing the pieces together just because you think in the end, you know, the, the picture will just appear. If I can force these pieces together, the picture will appear. So DM me with regards to, you know, are you working within your wheelhouse? Tell me what a successful health and wellness practitioner looks like and what stream 
you think you would actually best fit in? Either business, um, brick and mortar owner, independent contractor, or employee. And guess what, guys? You can actually merge a bunch of those together. Both of my employees are part-time and they are both working as an independent contractor in a separate office. That's okay. I have no problems with that. So again, there's just no fixed way to prove to me what the truth is when it comes to what the success is of a practitioner and what that looks like and what the journey has to be and what the job title has to be. So don't pigeonhole yourself because of what our community thinks is successful. If you do want to kind of pick my brain a little bit more, I am inviting you to book a 30-minute game plan call with me. The link is in the show notes. And we can talk about this and we can talk about how we can restructure your business to suit your particular needs. In the meantime, I want you to download our brand new 29-page Maximized Practitioner Handbook. It is an entire handbook breaking down all of the things that I have learned in the exact way we've put together our multi-six-figure business. And you can download that right now. The link is in the show notes. It's also on my link tree in Instagram at AndreaMaximND. I really look forward to hearing from you. Hit me up. Once you listen to this episode and let me know what you thought, let me know where you're standing, let me know if perhaps it changed your belief system around what it looks like to be successful. And of course, let me know if I can help you. I'm Andrea Maxim and I'm out. If you liked this episode, be sure to subscribe so you are notified when a new episode is posted. Leave a review and drop me a message on Instagram at AndreaMaximND as I love hearing from you. Just so you know, we also host the video version of most of our episodes on MaximizedBusiness.ca. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode.